Hi, everybody. Welcome to Conversations with Calvin, We the Species. Uh, it's July 10th. It's a Sunday afternoon. Uh, it's earlier out there in L.A. <laughs> and that's where Paige and Imaya are coming from. And, and, and shortly I'll introduce them. Uh, uh, we've just been talking for like an hour just to kind of uh <laughs> i uh did something i, I hardly do because i've been fortunate that i don't have to do that but i i kind of searched them out and wanted <laughs> to meet them and and do this interview because they have this amazing uh they have this amazing uh podcast which we're going to talk about this is the moment uh and and uh it, it's it's a fabulous and I'm not just saying it. I mean, I've listened for hours uh, and they're so natural and they're real and their backgrounds. I'll tell you about the backgrounds via comedy and uh, uh, directing and, 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 and it's, it's so L.A. Uh, but, you know, they will talk about it, but they're so full of pop culture, movies, music, TV. And, 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 and I love that stuff. And I just don't get it enough to to do that so i, I kind of sort them out uh and we've been planning this thing for a couple of months actually uh so i am thrilled really thrilled uh to have Paige and amaya uh here in new jersey uh, <laughs> uh and uh we're gonna i guess the best way to is to just to jump in to have you guys do little bios page and, and amaya little bios and then we can then we can talk about this is a moment podcast because um, I listened. Um, you're so natural, and Thank you. and I said this Thank before, you. and I'll re say it again. Listening to you is like I'm sitting, you know, in the same room, just kind of hanging out with you guys because you're real and you're knowledgeable you. and you're funny, <laughs> uh, uh, and you talk about. You, you talk about wonderful things that I don't think enough is spent on these days uh, with a crazy world that we're in, but you talk about pop culture and, and that's so important because it's it's part of our lives and, and, and I think more people should, including myself, devote more time to that. So uh, and yes. you just have such a style, you guys. Um, and it's such a warm, you know, kind of embraceable, Stop. Oh, good. Yeah. So uh, I said my. Uh, by the way, this was my uh, Johnny Carson monologue. <laughs> uh, so nice. Paige and and Imaya, just a little bios, and we'll jump in and talk about your world. Awesome. All right. Well, I'm Paige, and uh, I studied theater acting at Pepperdine University, and that's where I met Imaya, who she studied theater directing, and we really bonded. Um, over all the pop culture stuff we love. We love all the same things. And so <laughs> we really connected over that. Um, I also studied comedy at Upright Citizens Brigade Theater. So I do a lot of improv, sketch, and a little bit of stand-up mm -hmm. as well. So um, just combining our interests. So I sort of, you know, I get very passionate about um, what I love and my takes and any Maya helps, uh, you know, zoom out a little bit and give a, give a good analytical <laughs> perspective on everything sometimes. And we really wanted to create a podcast to talk about things that we feel like uh, we're getting a little skipped over in the pop culture conversation. And we just also have a big range of interests. And so we felt like there wasn't people who look like us necessarily tackling all our range of interests or like the people who were doing, were um, talking pop culture, we're skipping over the stuff that we thought was really important. So we wanted to create this to talk about things we love though. We don't like to bash things really on our podcast. Like, like I said, I'll get passionate sometimes and I'll be like, no, not that thing, this thing. But like in general, we try to stay, we're talking about stuff we love. So we like to right. um, talk about the positives of the things. And, uh, and yeah, we have been best friends, you know, since college and we just love talking about this stuff, but I'll let you Maya tell you a little bit more about her. Um, I mean, yeah, you hit a lot of all of it, actually. I did <laughs> study um, theater and media production, got an emphasis in directing, um, love like character study and kind of that was my favorite part of theater back in the day was just like getting to the 
like meat and potatoes of like why this person acts this way or why they tr- make these decisions, um, what their relationships with their families were like, like I've treated these people like they were people. And so I was, yeah. that's what I loved. And so like me and Paige hanging out and talking about the ins and outs of these characters and movies and why people make these stories. I love it. Like it's literally like where I live. Like <laughs> that's where, that's where we get all the good stuff. Yes. Um, but yeah. <laughs> and, and you do. Well, 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 actually I have all my notes here. Um, you know, I, I, I listened uh, to your, your recap of the 2000s. <laughs> yes you know did the music part and then you did tv and uh and and again i i um i mean i was really engrossed and and i didn't have to listen because i could but i did and 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 i'm and and everybody's going to see uh here all the places where they can uh, listen to you uh um and you know your your range there I think I wrote down. Well, we're going to get to it. <laughs> we'll get to it. And that's just part of a. So um, let's talk about this is a moment uh, podcast. And um, we know you met at Pepperdine. And how did this get started? Yeah, it was sort of, um, you know, when you do comedy, a lot of people in the comedy world have podcasts. That's true. And so I had a lot of friends who were starting podcasts and I was like, I could do one. (laughs) (laughs) And I thought it might be fun. And I was like, this sounds fun. And I enjoy um, listening to them as well. So I just went to Imaya and I was like, do you want to just do a podcast? (laughs) Like we should do one. (laughs) And she was like, yeah, okay. Like she was totally into it. And, um, and we were roommates at the time, so it was easy, but we've sort of, um, it sort of evolved a few times. The first time we did it, we had no idea what we were doing. We were just like mic on talk and, um, and we didn't really know how to distribute it either. I didn't, didn't really do my research. And then we were like, you know what, forget it. Let's do, um, videos instead. So then we kind of were trying to only do a YouTube, um, situation and we were only talking about tv so we made it a little more narrow with that one and then um and then that sort of fell off as well we didn't we needed to pre-plan better we were just like go just do it just do it so so for this final uh product that we have our this is a moment we really talked it out and thought about it more this time. And, you know, yeah. we had some trial and error. So we were coming at it from a better point this time. And we just knew more. And um, I listened to more podcasts. And right. I knew I could, uh, you know, I understood better the medium. And so this time uh, we were just better when we came at it. And I think right. this, is, this is the best version of it. So I'm really happy with this as a moment, but yeah, it started, it started organically. And, and I just really felt that I wanted to do it again. I, um, I missed talking about that stuff with Imaya. Like it had been a couple of years mm-hmm. since we had attempted another thing. And so I just reached out, was like, do you want to like, try it again? Like, I feel like, I don't know, <laughs> we have things to say. I feel like we're a good pair. Um, let's maybe try it again. And Imaya was like, yeah, like I totally want to. So I was like, oh, good. So yeah, <laughs> it ended up working out. <laughs> how how yeah. old is this version that you have now? Is it Two years old? Three. Yeah, two years. Is, mm-hmm. We okay. just completed our second season. So, okay. yeah. so um, one of the things you like to talk about uh, is favorite music eras mm-hmm. and heroes. Um, and you kind of hone in on the 2000s, I guess. Can you kind of uh, give some background on, on that? Uh, yeah, yeah, we really grew up in the 2000s that was like a lot of our childhood so that is sort of like a reason why it feels like nostalgic for us to talk about that but we also have um a lot of favorite singers like we love you know r&b and hip-hop as well as pop um and so we sort of just 
admire the same artists, but I'll let Imaya speak a little more. Cause we also, cause we like a lot of the same things, but then we also like branch off and have our own like niches as well. So it's like fun when she brings someone new that I don't necessarily listen to a lot or like I'll bring in something new that she doesn't necessarily listen to a lot. So it's fun to come together with both our interests. Right. Yeah. No, I think what I liked the most about when we talk about music is there's so many layers like I came from a family that like we loved 90s music we love like the 2000s R&B era like we were all into that um and talking to Paige about it now is so funny because it's like this, it still feels so like fresh but, but you're like that was 20 years ago like no, you right. know nobody's <laughs> really like living in that anymore um but it feels fresh and it's also really funny to talk about it and be like I was a kid singing these lyrics and being like, I really feel it. Like I'm emotional. I understand. Yes. And I'm like, I was a kid back then. Like me and Paige have lived so much life since then mm-hmm. um, that it's hilarious at this point to be like, you were 10 talking about, you understand the inner workings of love and like, right. <laughs> the heartbreak. Right. You're Especially like, with you know, R&B music, you know, it's oh like a gosh. lot about these love songs and stuff and yes, us as children being dramatic, singing this and like looking back thinking like, what, <laughs> like we, don't why? Even know. we weren't, we didn't even know what we were talking about, but we right. just, we knew we loved it. <laughs> <laughs> knew it was a good song. That's all we needed to know. Yes. I also love just kind of like looking at the trends and seeing where music is now. And then looking back at like what was popular when we were kids or what was popular like in the nineties and stuff. And it's just funny kind of looking at the evolution of um, music. Like for example, since we do love a lot of R and B it's interesting, the evolution of R and B through the nineties to now, because it was considered niche and it was like you know a branch off of hip-hop and the incorporation like of hip-hop and r&b and how that's slowly become pop and how that's kind of like the sound that everyone does now when before it was considered like that's just over there that thing and just sort of how pop transforms because pop isn't really a genre you know it's just what's the popular sound of the time that's why pop music sounds different all the time but um so it's just fun um, going back and looking at those things. We also really love music videos. So gosh. we would always um, be playing music videos on YouTube and dancing in the living room. And luckily, you know, we just we liked the same songs. <laughs> so, so we had our little routine of music videos we would play. And it's funny because like I've done that with other friends and they'll like gravitate towards other music videos and like Imaya wasn't there and I was like okay no me and Imaya have a set <laughs> pattern we like to go like um 90s Mariah Carey right. to uh Destiny's Child then early 2000s Mariah and Beyonce and then you know a couple Missy Elliott some right. Sierra Ashanti back to Mariah and Beyonce so <laughs> And like my friends yes. are doing a different thing, but I was like, wait, no, I like the order that Imaya and I do. So we just, you know, have a lot in common. <laughs> Interesting. Trying uh, to move. Uh, go ahead, Imaya. Oh, nothing. I was just going to say, trying to, trying to mix up our order and that's not how it goes. That's just <laughs> not the way. <laughs> but it's funny. Uh, I, I was, as I mentioned before we went on air, uh, you know, I came out of the sixties and and as the 60s gave birth to the 70s, uh, I became a little bit more uh, detached. Uh, and I went through long periods of time just kind of staying in the oldies, 50s, mm-hmm. 60s. I mean, that's where I came from. That's who I was. And, and, and you know, in the 60s, we had a lot of things to say about the war and, and racism and, and stuff. And even the beginnings of environmental stuff was beginning to happen. But uh, in my new life, as I mentioned, as a journalist, uh, I've had, it's funny, uh, 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 I've had a resurgence uh, or maybe a reawakening uh, to, to music. And I remember it was 11 years ago, my son on July 4th, 11 years ago, said, Dad, because uh, the poor guy, I, I, used to make him, I used to make him listen to 60s music incessantly. And, and uh, you know, of course, he would go up to his room and listen to what he wanted but when he was around me. But he, mm-hmm. he took me to my first rock concert uh, oh, cool. in, in Asbury Park, New Jersey, this music mecca. 
uh, and I had never been to a rock concert before. Uh, Southside Johnny uh, was there. It's all part of the Springsteen sound. But in my years as a journalist, uh, as I hung around music, I began to expand my world, not so much to R and uh, B, but uh, to jazz. Uh, I mm, never, yeah. And and New Brunswick is, is has a great jazz, um, and and actually Rutgers in Newark has one of the largest. It's called the Rutgers Jazz Institute. Has one of the largest collections. Oh of wow! Jazz memorabilia in the world. That's uh, Count Basie donated a ton of stuff to, to Rutgers. Wow! So I so cool. I really started jumping in jazz, going to jazz nights, and yeah, uh, and you know I'm like wow. Right. great stuff yeah so, yeah i so, love jazz yeah so i'm uh it, it's very uh evocative and emotional uh yeah it, it's not happy-go-lucky stuff but uh <laughs> it, it's uh but anyway so i'm listening it can to be. <laughs> and you know so i'm on my way to kind of expanding my horizons um so uh moving along uh you do talk about the celebrities uh, mm-hmm. and uh so Name some of the celebrities you like talking about uh, on the podcast. Um, well, anyone who listens to the podcast will know that I'm a very huge Mariah Carey fan. Very huge. So I often <laughs> talk about Mariah and I pretend we're friends. No, right. <laughs> but um, yeah, it's just we're on a first name basis. It's just Mariah. I don't have to right. say Carrie. Uh, <laughs> so and true. but um but, you know, it's fine because Imaya also likes Mariah. If she were sick of hearing it, she'd tell me to shut up, but she doesn't. <laughs> but um, we also love Beyonce, as we mentioned. We've talked about Beyonce, but we also love like Queen Latifah. Like we she had so many movies that were part of our childhood that we really loved. And um, we talk about Viola Davis and Denzel Washington. Right. Like there's just so many artists that we really admire um, their work and whether. Um, and so like we'll focus on um, specific works that they did that we think really were game changers or just inspired us. Um, so like for Viola Davis and Denzel Washington specifically, like we talked about like which movies we think are so incredible right. with Queen Latifah. Like we talked about what movies like we loved as kids and how she's just had this huge expansive career that I feel like people don't really recognize. Like Queen Latifah is always relevant. She's out right. here, has has done so many things, you know, from hip hop to acting. Um, and it's just a cool person. And then same thing with Mariah, how like she was part of our childhoods and still how she um, is just, you know, was a trailblazer in music and this huge um, sort of pop culture icon. Like she's also always relevant. Like there's always something to talk about with her. And so we just like sort of analyzing the moments that inspire us Um or um, fun moments like we also talk about Nicki Minaj and because um, she was a large part of like our high school experience right. and um, and she has a lot of just like really funny viral moments. We really like big personalities and just sure. <laughs> we love, you know, we love the drama and like big personalities. So we like um, just talking about those moments that happened, like because sometimes it'll just be like something really quotable. Like Nicki Minaj has a lot of quotable moments that we feel like, okay, this was this was a moment that we need right. to dissect, and so we'll like talk about stuff like that as well. But you know, Imaya also loves, um, you know, like John Bellion. Like sometimes we'll have specific moments for each of us to sort of um, right. fangirl out on on some things, but um, I'll let you speak, Imaya, about which celebrities you also love. Yeah, um, all of those, for sure. <laughs> um, John Bellion, for sure. For me, the, I, like his music came into uh, my life like at a very transitional time. Like I'm in college, I'm kind of figuring things out on my own, and I just feel like he's just, in a, just a passionate person. Um, and of course, we love really passionate people. Uh, so him for sure. I kind of love that we give our childhood like teen icons um like a second round of yes. praise. Um <laughs> so like Lindsay Lohan we've done an episode on Amanda Bynes. Yeah. People who are having like 
you know, redemption stories and things like that. Like, um, you know, who we've only heard back things about in the press and we just want to celebrate all the, like the solidifying, um, place that they hold in our childhood. They've sat there for so long. We going back and looking at their movies. It's crazy how often we saw them and then just didn't all of a sudden. Um, so I like that we kind of go back and, and get to give them a little, a little glory. (laughs) Yeah, definitely. Like digging into, because a lot of the work people do is, is underappreciated because it's just like, well, that's, what's expected. You're a star, but it's like, no, they're also people. And like, do you understand what it means to be working this hard and shelling out this many movies and not have, um, a childhood, if you're a child actor or a life, you know, if you're an adult outside of all the work that you're expected to constantly be pumping out. And sort of now as the world is looking back on like tabloid culture, I mean, we still have it, but it's just like on the internet rather than magazines in the stores. But everyone is sort of taking a look at how toxic that was and realizing like, oh my gosh, like we were actually really mean to them. Um, and, And sort of, feeling like, okay, let's like, let's recognize what we did and let's actually like appreciate them. I feel like we're um, doing that a little bit in our work. I also, yeah, I also feel like even like with Whitney Houston, um, we have a Whitney Houston episode. Um, You know, she's really known as um, an icon in music and just had this incredible voice, but the press was so mean to her and, and people were mean to her. Like, I mean, you know, the bigger you are, the more haters you're going to have as well. But I just think back and I'm just like, oh my gosh, like we really were not appreciating the talent that she was and giving us like people are just so quick to um, ridicule and tear down. And so, so we do like to go back and uh, look at the work and like really appreciate and talk about like, do you guys understand the work that they were doing? Like, you know, (laughs) Right. You know, this is so profound what you're saying because I subscribe to you. You focus on the positivity yeah. of of people, um, and it's so interesting because when I set out to be a journalist eleven years ago, and I had chances to review films and, and a lot of CDs and books, and uh, I said to myself, uh, I just want to focus on. Uh, this this positivity to everybody and and um so i would be i i would never say a bad thing about anybody uh and and that goes back to when my mother uh 60 years ago 70 years ago made me read uh how to win friends and influence people by daryl carnegie and i read it as you know an eight nine ten year old and she made me read it instead of reading a biography of Jim Thorpe, a football player. <laughs> uh, she made me read it, and it was brilliant that she did that because it, it kind of... Uh, so bottom line is, if you don't have anything nice to say, don't say it. Mm-hmm. So somebody yeah. else can say it. And 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 so I've uh, I've always focused, I still focus on, 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 on positivity. So what you're saying in your work, in your body of work, you focus on the positivity and the accomplishments of, of people yeah. that gets that gets pushed aside by uh, an overzealous uh, media. Yeah, yeah that's great. Definitely. And, and, and maybe that's why I, I really loved listening to you guys because everything was positive. I didn't realize it until you said it. Yeah. And, and that's great. By the way, uh, Queen, Queen Latifah and I are from the same town. Right. Uh, yes. Newark. Super cool. Love and, it. And she's, uh, I'm very devoted to my hometown, Newark. Uh, nice. Uh, I, I was just asked to write a, a thing for my high school, we great high school. Uh, uh, I was asked to write a, a thing. It's their 90th birthday. And oh. Queen Latifah used to live a couple of miles away. <gasps> oh, my gosh. Me. Oh, my gosh. And and I found out about that. And I found out about there's a, there was a food market. She used to love shop, to go oh. shopping. And, and I would have loved it was too much work. And, and there was no positivity in, in bumping into her. But I, I would have loved uh, to go to that supermarket once a week and see if I could bump into her. Right. Yes. Talk about, she frequents it still. Yeah. So <laughs> I, I think she moved. I don't know where she's not there anymore. But she's really good to Newark. And she takes care of nice. Newark. 
And oh, good. she's just a great. Oh, by the way, she was in. I, I just watched the movie last week. She was in a movie with Adam Sandler. Yes. Oh, right. Yes. Well, I haven't also, watched that yet. She yes. plays Adam Sandler's wife in the movie, and it's 100% and it works so well. Oh great! Yeah, I haven't seen it. I'll have to watch uh, that it, one. Uh, it's on. It's streaming on one of the uh, streams. Netflix. And it, yeah, Netflix. Uh, it, it's a, and I, uh, I even made my wife watch it because it, it, even though it's a basketball movie, uh, but she's mm-hmm. great. And it's just, a, yes. I, I mean, it's really believable. Oh yeah. good. <laughs> uh, you know, being married to Adam Sandler, of course, he's yeah. not. He's serious and right. It, by the way, I loved the movie. So go watch it. Nice. Speaking of those things, um, uh, let's talk a little bit about movies and movies you love and, and things that kind of inspire you in movies. Yeah. Um, I mean, definitely we've got our, I keep going. I feel like I'm the childhood, like nostalgia one. Um, <laughs> Princess Diaries was a huge thing for us. Um, mm-hmm. We kick off our second season with that one. It's just yep. And I think it's got so many great, um, like Deborah Martin Chase and, oh, not mm-hmm. that one. I'm sorry. Did I mix that one up? No, she did. She they did produced that. that. Yeah. Okay. That's Whitney Houston's um, production company, Brown House, um, with Deborah Martin Chase, they produced the Princess Diaries. That's right. And, um, uh, oh my gosh, now I'm blanking. Um, Shonda Rhimes did the, wrote the, the second sequel, one. Yeah. Um, so it's just so many like people that we, are so attached to anyway <laughs> um, mm-hmm. that were that we didn't even know um, when we were watching it originally, but getting to talk about it now um, and just celebrating like what these stories um, of like a girl kind of taking control of her own life. Love those. Definitely yes. always take a moment for those. Um, I don't know, Paige, can you think of some more? I know we talk about um the Cinderella musical with Brandy, the right. Rodgers and Hammerstein's version with Brandy and Whitney Houston. Like we really loved Iconic. that. Um, <laughs> Iconic. Iconic. Yeah. The, the movies um, we usually take a moment for our, um, our nostalgia movies. We right. do of course love um, current movies as well, but um, the ones that we have actual episodes about are a little more of our, um, our nostalgia childhood movies. We also talk, one of our favorite movies is beauty shop with queen Latifah. Like we quote that all the time. We think Literally. that movie is so funny. <laughs> and, and then like with, um, with our Denzel Washington episode, we talked about, um, Imaya, what's your favorite one? Um, devil in a blue dress. Devil I in a blue dress. That movie. So good. Yes. Super cool. Noir. Yeah. Right. Uh, um, the towels. Love it. Thing. I'm Philadelphia with Denzel Washington. Oh yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah it, nice. It's heavy stuff. It just rips me up. Um, yeah. He's not always the lightest actor. Is he? <laughs> like, he's right. I know. No. It's not those light films, really. <laughs> yeah, not those light ones. Um, and then like we um, we always like to do, yeah, like a throwback animation moment. So we talk about some Pixar movies sure. in our season two. Um, so we love like Finding Nemo and then um, Toy Story. We talk about um and sort of we talk about the friendships within um the pixar movies and uh monsters inc as well like those were big um childhood staples that were so funny and you can still watch them today and feel like the same way like they are sort of timeless and that they're about um you know, a buddy duo overcoming something. And so, so it's fun to revisit those and be like, oh my gosh, yeah, I still love it. Or it still has these same feelings. It sucks when you like love something as a kid and then you watch it now and you're like, what was that? Why did I like that? Like, (laughs) so like those ones still hold up for us. And we also, um, you know, Disney channel, original movies specifically were really big when we were a kid. Um, I don't know if they hold the same weight for children anymore, but, <laughs> but for us, there was always like commercials about the newest Disney channel original movie. So we like taking a moment for our favorites. I also think it like 
it is probably a clear indicator of when you grew up, like depending on what your favorite Disney Channel original movies are, because they went for a while. There's some really old ones. And then there's like um, newer ish ones where we sort of taper out. And I'm like, "Eh, I wasn't watching those at that time anymore. But (laughs) but we love like Stuck in the Suburbs, um, which is a a fun one. Um, And the Proud Family movie. Cheetah Girls. Cheetah Girls. That's one of our uh, super favorites. Felt like young girls are like always trying to be a girl group. Um, (laughs) We have to celebrate that. (laughs) Yes, we did. I was always like with my friends, like, okay, we need to rehearse. We got to get the dance down because we're going to be a girl group. (laughs) And and it was funny. My boyfriend's like, why are all girls like that? Like his sister was the (laughs) same and she's like younger than me, but she was doing the same thing. He's like, why are girls like always trying to like be like we're, we're gonna be a girl group, group where we got to get the dance down and we got to rehearse like <laughs> it's just what it is it's just yeah what happens. various like a very specific time because we had to like wait there was no streaming so it was like when disney movies were coming right. out you were ready like you had to be yes. at home i rem- i think it was the lizzie mcguire movie they didn't mm-hmm. even I was going to miss it. And I remember like being very torn up about it. Like very upset and triggered that I was not going to get to see it when it came out. I was going to have to wait until, you know, replayed. Um, That's how I felt about the even Stevens movie. I wasn't going to be home when it was premiering. And I was like, mom, and she's like, we can tape it. We taped it like we recorded it. But I didn't realize that, yeah, they were just going to play it over and over on Disney Channel. Right. <laughs> but I had it on tape. <laughs> so funny. You know, I'm listening to you guys and 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 I, I'm, I'm going back to when Disney came out with the Mickey Mouse Club. Right. Mm-hmm. And it was in black and white because there was no color TV. I mean, that's how far back I go. Yeah. Um, uh, and, you know, I, I kind of course generations really nicely. I mean, I taught at Rutgers a couple of years ago, so I can relate to you guys mm-hmm. really well. And maybe that's why I taught. But, uh, you know, I grew up, there were uh, seven black and white TV stations that went wow. off here at midnight. Oh, yes. I'm no like, TV. I have um, heard people talk about that, how it was like yeah. TV was just like over at a certain over. time. Like, and they put this, no TV. this thing, they each time they put this... Um, Actually, you you saw it in in the movie uh, Poltergeist, and oh. you saw the this uh, it was a test pattern, and they let it stay up there for eight hours. Uh, uh, like we'll be back. Yeah. Uh, so yes. 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 So you know, listening. Um, but uh, so I, I don't identify with a lot of the. I mean, I, I didn't see a lot of these cartoon right. things. I was already too old. But uh, right. I, I certainly appreciate Disney. They. They came out with Invincible uh, some years ago, which mm. was a wonderful movie um, about a true story about a, a bartender who made it to the Philadelphia Eagles. Oh, uh, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, uh, just um, a marvelous, marvelous movie. Yeah. I, I watch it uh, all the time. Uh, it, it's so inspirational. He's a bartender. Right. <laughs> a plane for the true story. That's pretty cool. Matter of fact, I'm trying to get a hold of the the, uh, the real guy, uh, and maybe if I can interview him. It, yeah. It was in the '70s, uh, so um, that would be cool. So anyway, nice. uh, I just want to go off topic. I, I didn't okay. forewarn you on this, <laughs> uh, but it, it's a it's a great question. Uh, you you don't have to answer it, and you can come up with one or two answers if you want. Uh, I, I just like asking it. Uh, so here goes. Uh, and again, you don't have to. And it, it's, uh, but here, here's the <laughs> scenario. Uh, excluding family or friends, somebody living or dead you'd like to spend a day with. Mariah Carey. <laughs> Obviously. <laughs> also, though, I would love to uh, spend a day with like Diane Carroll. Like she's really fabulous. Yeah. Um, and that would be really cool. Amazing. I'm a Carrie Washington girl. I wish I could just like, yes. she's like, 
I like would be her best friend. I feel like I'm, and she probably wouldn't also want to be friends, but I just would like force that or be like, we're going to be besties and let's just hang out. I'd help watch our kids, like whatever. Like I would be friends. I feel like. Yes. (laughs) Hopefully that day would establish me as a friend. (laughs) Good answers. Um, All right. Back. um, So continuing, we, we just did movies. Uh, uh, how about TV shows, TV stars that uh, yes. you you particularly like and get inspired from? Yes. Well, as Imaya said, uh, she loves Carrie Washington. I also love Carrie Washington. We were huge Scandal fans. We were. So, man, we were in it and we would um, it was on um, half the half of it. We were in college for like the or most of it. But um, right, yeah. Um, and so we would get together in our dorm and watch it with a, a little group of us and just, just be going off, you know, right. and talk, talking about it afterwards and being like, oh my gosh, no, she needs to da, 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 or I hate him. He's doing this. Right. And it was just so fun and such like a communal experience. And then, yeah, when we were roommates, it was still on and we would watch it too. And I remember we had this roommate who like, wasn't not into it and she tried to like come in the living room one time and like watch and and was like trying to talk bad about it I wanted to cuss her out (laughs) I was like you don't even know what you're talking about you've never even watched the show get out don't even don't be here when we're watching this because you're ruining our sacred scandal time right so she got the message I didn't have to say all that but she didn't do that with us again and I was glad because I was like don't ruin this (laughs) this is our thing (laughs) <laughs> yeah for sure yeah, yeah. offensive. <laughs> it was so rude we but were we, very triggered <laughs> we were triggered um but we also love like Abbott Elementary that's a new tv show that we took a moment for in our second season just because it's been um such a breath of fresh air and so popular right. um online like everyone's talking about it and we all can't get enough um so that was that's a great comedy that we really love we also really loved insecure with tv we go back and forth a little more with current and past so insecure was a more current one it it just ended but we talked all about the five seasons and what we loved and our favorite moments and that was another like big cultural staple Um, But some older shows that we talk about are like Sister, Sister, like we both loved that TV show growing up. And it's just like, it's so good. It's definitely one of my favorites. I rewatched the entire series um, while we were all locked down at home. And I was like, this is such a great show. Like it still holds up. It just feels good. It's funny. Everyone's great. The chemistry, like really, really love um, Sister, Sister. Okay. And um, yeah, what about you, Maya? Um, I'd say some of my favorites were for sure Insecure. I loved, I took such a huge break off of that show. Like I was watching it and then just kind of, just kind of fell off. Um, and Paige watched it the whole way through. And so coming in and rewatching all of it together, I was like, oh my gosh, this show is just going to be in the canon forever like that it's so it's secured its place um and so that like having that conversation was so fun and you know kind of digging into why it was important why why maybe I didn't connect with it as much at the beginning um and then you know living a little bit more and going through working and having those working relationships and having you know professional and friendships and romantic relate like learning all of that stuff um, a little bit more and then having more to connect it to and being like, Oh, <laughs> that's what you're talking about. Got it. Um, you know, so all of that. Um, and then of course, girlfriends, right. Yeah. Um, a huge show for my parents group, actually. <laughs> yeah. Like my parents were like, like advocate watchers of girlfriends. And then, um, I remember like sneaking to watch it as a kid. And so getting to watch the full thing now without having to hide that I was watching it right. was so good and so <laughs> fun. Um, we definitely are like, if this show had come out now, it would be the tw- like Twitter would be on fire. Like yes. <laughs> just be something to talk about every week for sure. Yes. Girlfriends was um, a TV show that inspired a lot of 
current writers, I would say, or right. like people who um, were beginning their writing careers on Girlfriends now are heads of TV shows right. and running things type of thing. So I had learned a lot about Girlfriends just from being in the writing world and hearing a lot of TV writers like reference it all the time right. and talk about it and how it was this big show because my mom didn't watch it um, when I was growing up. So I didn't really see it on like that. But I really love Tracy Ellis Ross, that actress. And um, and so then I uh, watched it um, just to study up on TV and because it just seemed like a great show. And yeah, I was like, oh my gosh, this is so good. And it was so like, they really talked about things that I I wasn't expecting because um, when you're coming into a sitcom, you're expecting it to be a little more lighter versus now we have like a lot more dramedies and whatnot. But um, for more of a sitcom vibe, I wasn't expecting them to tackle like colorism and different um, facets of race and um, and religion and right. parenting. Like they were really going for these topics. I was like, whoa, and doing it, though, in a way that wasn't like exhausting. It was right. and always doing it in a way that stirred conversation, though, you'd have different mm-hmm. characters taking on different points of view. And, you know, I remember like watching and thinking like, whoa, and sort of like talking and like having my thoughts as well. And I was like, oh my gosh, if this um, came out when Twitter had just started, yeah, everyone every week would be like, like all over Twitter. I just know it because they were really um, tackling these conversations that I, I don't feel like people were really talking about on TV, especially not the mainstream sitcoms. Like when you think of Friends or Seinfeld, right. like those staples that are really popular that a lot of people watched. They were not talking about like, like I love those shows, but they weren't really talking about like these hard hitting subjects. Right. And so for girlfriends to be doing that have gone on for eight seasons and I just really admired it. I was like, whoa, they were really out here doing the work. And I feel like that is um something I see in a lot of black TV shows. Um, They are often tackling the subject matter that people shy away from and they just do it in the most genius way, I think. Right. No, it's funny when I was your age, kind of, they had this revolutionary TV show that came out called all in the family. Mm -hmm. And um, that was pioneering it was norman lear who's still alive today he's like 98 and he's functioning and he's sharp uh but they uh and i watch i I just watched the rerun the other night on amazon prime i found it on amazon prime and i watched one of the shows when sammy davis jr kisses archie bunker Mm. the end of the show and i mean it was like an historic show yeah, uh, and and they tackled things. You know, if you if you if you're a Pepperdine and you're studying the history of TV, All in the Family uh, is a major contributor to the changing uh, of the guard in, in TV and putting out putting out products that dealt with race and and religion uh, and LGBTQ things even before the those initials were out. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, just totally revolutionary uh and, and again it was way back when like i said i was you know your age um so i, I get a kick out of listening to your enthusiasm in in your diagnosis uh, <laughs> of shows because uh, i was kind of like that uh um and by the way it's funny uh i i I spent my day today uh, listening to your podcast from I told you two thousands, mm-hmm. uh, you know, especially the. Uh, but before that, I I've been watching Seinfeld reruns, mm-hmm. um, uh, on Netflix. So, yeah, uh, I've been. I just sit here uh, for the last few weeks because I, I I'm a binger. Mm-hmm. I love binging. <laughs> yeah. You know, before I want to binge, I, I I asked my wife if she's going to the market. You know, pretzels, popcorn. Give me all, give me all <laughs> yeah. that stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the snacks. Yeah. Uh, and and I binge. And I binge <laughs> of stuff. And and you're so right. Seinfeld. Uh, there were no issues other than the most ridiculous <laughs> circumstances and funny. Right. <laughs> 
Uh, and I love that. Like I do like signing yeah. up, but, um, but yeah, they weren't, you know, no, you're, you're not going to learn about modern day life. You're going to learn about silliness and absurdity. And <laughs> yeah. That's funny. You know, uh, yeah. and I said, you know, because I didn't watch it when it Seinfeld. Out. No, I told you I stopped watching TV. Oh, right. I, st- I refused to watch it. My <laughs> wife would rave about this new show called Seinfeld. And she said, you got to watch the cow. I said, I ain't watching TV, you know, because of Dallas. I ain't watching any more TV. And and I didn't. And until finally, in maybe in the eighth, seventh or eighth season, I, I watched it. I said, wow, this is good. And I don't know yeah. if they were doing a lot of stuff with reruns and there was no streaming back then. But I'm, yeah. making, up for, I'm making up for it now. <laughs> nice. That's gotta so funny. Your TV. It, it is funny. And I, I got a <laughs> kick out of this. It, it's 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 great stuff. And I just learned today about the expression yada yada yada. Yeah. Oh, really? <laughs> yes. That was a show I watched. Yada yada yada. <laughs> yep. Yada yada yada. Great stuff. Yada yada yada. Yeah. <laughs> I mentioned stuff. the bisque. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, moving on. Um, uh, favorite plays, musicals. Yes. Oh, we we love we love the theater. Um, we definitely, well, we have an episode where we talk about our favorite movie musicals, um, which is, you know, we, <laughs> I feel like, you know, coming from theater, a lot of people in theater are, they usually think the movie musicals aren't as good as the stage production. And, you know, sometimes that may be true, but we right. li- like to say we appreciate movie musicals though, because it gives access to more people to see it. Not everyone has access to go to Broadway or right. go see a live, uh, you know, touring show, etc. So we do appreciate when uh, musicals are adapted into films and growing up, like we really loved Chicago, the movie musical, mm-hmm. um, as well as dream girls. Like I really loved um, dream girls and um, hairspray was one that was pretty popular. It was on right. a lot. I wouldn't, I don't know that hairspray is one of my favorites, but it's definitely like one I watched all a lot it was on tv all the time and um i liked the music of it when i was a kid and um what's the other what's the other one cinderella and that one too we talk about cinderella in that one Mm -hmm. yeah i love the music yeah and the rogers and hammerstein cinderella it's so so great yeah but we also love like legally blonde the musical right a classic Um, wicked i think we (laughs) talk about yeah, you Wicked was like about. really big in our childhood. Like I remember right. like in middle school, it's what everyone was doing. Everyone's like, we're going to Wicked. And I was like, oh my gosh, what's Wicked? And that was one I bought the CD for before having right. even seen it. And I loved the music. And then I was able to see a live production um, eventually. But um, yeah, Wicked, uh, so sure. good. Yeah. That was me like sitting at the computer, like full desktop with the big like bubble back one oh, yeah. yes. <laughs> and like having to like look up the songs and like listen to them. I'm sure my grandparents were exhausted at some point because <laughs> they had the computer at their house. So I would just be playing it out loud. So I'm sure they have heard plenty of Wicked in their time that they didn't want. Um, but yes, for sure. Wicked for sure. Hamilton. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see what else. I also Ooh. really liked Annie as a kid. Oh, that yeah. that movie musical, as well as the stage production. I think it's it's super cute and uh, a great story. And yeah, that was one because my mom also like really loved Annie, so that was one um, I would play a lot as a kid um, and just had so much fun. But we also, you know, studying theater, we read a lot of plays um, as well, going to school. And I didn't read this in school, but I remember someone performed a monologue for it. And then I read it later, but The Mountaintop by Katori Hall, um, which is about Martin Luther King uh, Jr. Mm, And his last days, like before he- The night before he was killed, he gave a speech. He was at- uh, um, the um he was at a, a rally for sanitation workers yeah and and he gave this speech i have a dream yeah mountaintop uh yeah uh, uh powerful uh exactly it's a powerful. fictionalized 
it's a fictionalized yeah. story about um, what happened like in his hotel room. But I really love it because oh, I, I saw that. Oh, you saw the play? Yeah, I saw awesome. that. Uh, well, uh, it was, Muhammad Ali was in that thing too, I think. I saw, oh, you know what might... I'm talking about? Uh, was, um, the uh, Kent Powers movie and uh, play. Um, One Night in Miami. There you go. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. There you go. That's, you know, uh, I mean, uh, I love Ali. Uh, yeah. Of course, I love Dr. King. Um, uh, yeah. Uh, long stories was my thing with Dr. King that I told John Lewis when I met him the connection and 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 that's when he grabbed my hands uh, oh wow and and uh, what a what a moment in my life because uh, yeah. we had a connection it's a long story a powerful connection and and, and uh, but anyway um uh moving on uh the last thing I just want to ask, uh, by the way, we could, you know, we, we could talk for hours uh, and maybe, you know, you'll come back because there's so much. And, and I, I want to probe and talk about old movies. Not now. Like, <laughs> right. Like uh, and stuff. Because, by the way, I, I, you know, we talked about it before we went on air. Uh, you kind of blew me away because when I talk to younger generations about that movie, Castlebanka, nobody knows what the hell I'm talking about. <laughs> That's so funny. No, and, I like, I like watching classic films. Right? Yeah. And so when you, uh, you know, off topic. So when you were studying uh, film uh, uh, and stuff, uh, did you delve into much of the tech noir, the, the black and white movies of old days? You know, we didn't, um, we studied so theater at Pepperdine and then the media production program was a little bit different than the film department. Mm -hmm. But as a kid growing up, I just really loved like the glamour of old Hollywood. Right. So I just was into watching old films. Yeah. <laughs> and so I would just do that with my mom and I didn't study that in school. Um, wasn't told about that or anything, but um, you know, I loved I had like a Vivian Lee phase. I really, <laughs> I love um, A Streetcar Named Desire. I think it's an incredible performance. And I love the play. Like I love reading it. I think it's amazing. And then I had- Stella. Yes, Stella. <laughs> and then I was like into Elizabeth Taylor. Um, and, you know, I had a Marilyn Monroe moment. I watched like all Marilyn Monroe movies. Um, and uh, yeah, I was sort of- watching a bunch of old old Hollywood glamour films. Great stuff. <laughs> yeah. Great stuff. Uh, I, mm -hmm. I I love bios and I watched Marilyn Monroe was like off the charts brilliant. Yeah, I think people write her off a lot. And I'm like, right. no, she That's actually she had like I think people try to just be like, what? She was just hot. Like that was her thing. And I'm like, OK, she actually was like a performer, though. Like, I don't think you can like you can't just be hot and like suck at everything. Like right. she obviously had some talent. She entertained people and she was funny and fun to watch on camera. So like when people are because like, you know, there there is a lot of hype around Marilyn Monroe, but um, which, you know, might not have been given to other people who maybe were equally or more talented. Mm -hmm. But I I don't really like it when people try to dismiss it as she was just like this pretty person. Because I'm brilliant. like, she was brilliant. She was she was doing stuff like <laughs> yeah, she really was. She, she really was. And, you know, she got into her own stuff. And uh, um, but she she had to fight that blonde stereotype. Yeah. Um, yeah. I like um, How to Marry a Millionaire. I think that's a fun, fun movie. And then, you know, Gentlemen Prefer Blondes. Yeah. Also really fun. But my favorite is um, or I really loved. Um, wait, shoot. What's the name with uh, Jack Lemon? Some Like It Hot. Some Like It Hot. That was oh. um, we watched. I watched that a lot as a kid. My mom also really liked that one. Um, she's not necessarily the main central character, but it's a fun, funny fun movie. movie. Fun Although movie. I haven't watched it. I haven't watched it in a really long time. I wonder how that would hold up as far as like gender. It does. It does. You know it does. It does. I, I watched it a couple months ago. And, um, I, I have it. I have all, I have all uh, old movies here. And when I, especially during a pandemic, you, got nothing to do for you know like six weeks so you just watch old movies yeah 
but it, it holds up the storyline. I mean, okay. all of it, it, it holds up. Nice. Uh, you know, right down to the, you know, the last line, uh, nobody's <laughs> perfect. Um, um, you know, I'm, I'm a man. Nobody's perfect. Great. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I'm good. So, but I, I, we could, you'll come back. We'll, we could just talk about all this stuff. Uh, last thing, uh, last question to officially ask you, uh, any childhood inspirations that you had that kind of molded you? Um, my, so my very first play that I saw, um, was Aida and that, wow. that, yeah, that was, um, that the triumphal I, march or something in, in that i think or um, um maybe there's also a, an opera of aida too That's, so oh, sometimes yeah, yeah. Okay. sometimes those two get mixed up too and i think the story's still the same um but I, you know you should sing a little bit more in in english you know <laughs> so <laughs> yeah. that. Okay. Um, but um I remember seeing that movie and that or that movie, that play. And that was like, this is what I want to do. Like, that was the end. This is, you know, this is my passion. This is what I want. Just seeing, you know, the storyline. Um, it was all about storytelling. And I, that was what drew me. I was like, I knew nothing about this play coming in. Um, I'm like 13 at the time. And I'm like, this is it. Yep. That's, that's what I want to do. So that, uh, that was my childhood inspiration to all of this. This is what, that's what kind of kicked me into watching behind the scenes in movies and like trying to learn all the actors names and, um, what, why I wanted to go into theater and in college and everything like that. So that was for sure my childhood inspiration. <laughs> yeah. I was always inspired by really funny women and definitely TV. I was a big TV watcher. So, and like the women in my family, especially my mom are very funny. And like, my mom loves to tell stories. So I feel like I, um, got some of that from her, but like, I loved the TV show that's so Raven, which was on Disney channel when I was a kid, like, I feel like that. And like, I used to watch a lot of, I love Lucy. So Lucille ball, um, inspired me. And I, also was watching a lot of Saturday night live and they, they would play reruns of Saturday night live as well. And I was watching a lot of the Tina Fey, Amy Poehler, Maya Rudolph era. And then that went into Kristen Wiig also. So I just was sort of, I just was obsessed. I loved laughing. I loved TV and comedy. And so, um, these women were, um, comedians that, inspired me to be funny, but it didn't really, didn't really click for me until a little later. Um, when I did my first play in middle school, um, because I was a, I was a gymnast growing up. So like, even though like me and my cousins, we would make movies like every holiday, um, we'd get together and be like, let's make a movie. And, um, you know, we'd like do it sort of on the fly and be improvising. And like, we were always filming things, but, um, in my head, I was like, I'm going to the Olympics. Like I'm going to be an Olympic gymnast. Like I wasn't like, I'm going to be on TV, but then I, I ended up quitting gymnastics and then I had more time for other things. So then, um, when I did my first play, when I first stepped out on stage, I was like, this is the best feeling in the world. I want to do this forever. Yeah. And so, so doing my first play, like made me be like, oh, I want to do this. But I was right. like, I was already sort of obsessed with TV and film anyway. And it just didn't really like click that. Oh, I could go try to do this. And yeah, after that, I was like, this is what I want to do. And people were kind of like, you sure? Like you should maybe try something else. But I was like, what's the point of trying something else? Like, this is what I want to do. And so I feel like it just grew, but I, um, my mom watches a lot of TV and I watch a lot of TV. So I feel like if I, so I feel like those women, I was always seeing like subconsciously influenced me and I wanted to be, um, big, funny women like they were. So we did it. We did it. We did it. This was great stuff. Uh, um, it was as Dunkin' Donuts says, it was worth the wait, you know? <laughs> yes. Yeah. Uh, um, so uh, the last uh, the last thing to ask, 
where can people uh you know hear your podcast uh yes and, and i'm gonna have all that i'm gonna blast that all over the the bottom of this but if you want to just quickly mention Yes, you can find This Is A Moment podcast on Apple Podcasts as well as Spotify and Anchor. And we're pretty much anywhere that you listen to podcasts, you can find us. You can also follow us on Instagram. Our handle is at This Is A Moment Pod. And we also have a Twitter, which is at This A Moment Pod. There's no is in that one. And we're actually expanding our YouTube. So um, be on the lookout for some more YouTube things coming your way. If you guys want to subscribe to our channel, we are also, uh, we are This Is A Moment podcast on YouTube. Or for the super fans, you can join us on Patreon. We have patreon.com slash This Is A Moment podcast, where you can get bonus content. Since we do do seasons um, throughout the year, where um, you're limited to 20 episodes a season, but in on our Patreon, we produce more content. So you can get some bonus episodes and some video content, as well as some fun merch on there as well. That's great. Wonderful. Yeah. So, uh, Please come back. I mentioned this to you. Yeah. Um, I'm hugely loyal. Anytime you want to come back, experiment with content, whatever. Uh, I sit here in this chair 15 hours a day, seven days a week. <laughs> it's worn out. Literally, I could put the camera on this. It's all worn out <laughs> for, for years. But please come back because you, you guys are delightful. Yes, your, thank your you. Your show yeah. is so embraceable. Uh, uh, and, and I really mean that. Uh, uh, this has been wonderful and it it really was worth the wait thank you yay thank you so much for having us this was so fun so i'm going to stop the recording don't run away uh we'll just do a wrap but uh thank you so much Paige and imaya you made my day thank you thank you